Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. You've got questions, we've got answers. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, we're bringing real answers to help you live and love your grit and grace life. Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. I'm Darlene Brock. Hello, hello. I'm Julie Bender. And Julie, I know you've had a little stomach twitching this morning um, because you're have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm currently holding my side right now. You are because you're Ugh. pregnant for your second child. Yep. Still weird. Yeah. Is but it definitely still weird? true? Yes. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. Well, you know, until you actually have them and take them home, you don't realize oh, you're the... that sounds even weirder. <laughs> <laughs> well, suddenly you are the mother of two at that point. Yeah, it's very strange. So today I think we want to talk a little bit about motherhood, but not, not the negative or overwhelming part or the perfect part but just the real life part Hmm. that's ironic because I knew we were going to talk about this today and this is not what you want me to say but literally Donnie and I had an exasperating conversation about parenting last night I'm like no I'm supposed to have an upbeat motherhood episode tomorrow (laughs) um but I mean that that is how motherhood is and I think we have to choose to see the good and look for the positive. And I think that's a little bit what we want to talk about today. I'll it try is. really hard as I hold my side stitch baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, there is, there are absolute days and seasons where it's really challenging. But, you know, it, it's also something that's pretty amazing. But you learn a lot when you become a mother that you did not know before you did it. For sure. Like whoever said sleep like a baby was definitely not a mother. And it's so stereotypical, but this is the one that I'm like, "Ah, sleep while I can, sleep while I can, sleep (laughs) while I can. It's true. It (laughs) is true. Okay, this is a good one. Silence is golden until you have kids, (laughs) then it's suspicious. So true. Yeah, it wasn't true with Lauren. My first jabbered all the time, but my second, when Chelsea got quiet, I knew Mm -hmm. there was trouble behind some closed door somewhere. That's funny. Yeah, who knew that going to the bathroom as a mom by yourself is literally the same as a vacation to Maui. Yeah. But how do you go to the bathroom by yourself as a mom? You kind that of That doesn't don't. start until they're like at least five. Yeah, it doesn't. You're right. You're right. That's why it is so special. Yep. All right. Stilettos are a thing of the past. I know you wore them pregnant with Lincoln, and I'm not sure you're wearing them now. I'm really not as much. It's because I don't wear real clothes anymore. (laughs) My feet aren't used to being in heels seven days a week. That's how it was with him. It's true. Okay. Flats, Crocs. No. No. Not Crocs. Crocs. Now, some mothers do Crocs. Okay. okay. All right. And, you know, they can be really tennies. All right. They become your go-to. And, of course, your accessory is a side of spit on your clothing. Yep, it's actually really true. (laughs) You fret over everything your first baby consumes, but with the second baby, it's like, you know, as long as it's not some sort of drug or alcohol, it's probably fine. It's true. I feel like, though, with my kids being so far apart, I genuinely feel like I'm starting over, so I think I'm going to at least start pretty hypervigilant and then be like, oh, no, no, second kid syndrome set in just a little bit later, but we're good now. Yeah, I always said if I had three, it would be, oh, you ate poison. Okay, (laughs) I guess we need to deal with that. All right. 
It's impossible to dispense with old toys mm. when your child is underfoot because every item pulled out of the closet is their best, favorite, most amazing toy, even if it hasn't worked for three years. Oh, so annoyingly true. Oh, man. Boys are less dramatic than girls, but they are harder to keep alive. Do you find that true with Lincoln? I don't know. He's pretty timid, but now that I've got Donnie, he's like trying to make him more a classic boy. And I'm like, oh, no, I liked when he was not outdoorsy. (laughs) (laughs) So we're we're moving in that direction. Yeah. All right. Last one. Whoever wrote, it's easy like Sunday morning, did not have kids. Gosh, there is is something about a Sunday morning. (laughs) There is, for sure. Well, like we said, there are plenty of podcasts and episodes even out there that kind of speak to the challenging parts of motherhood, but it's always our desire to encourage ourselves and you that there's nothing more rewarding than the job of being mom. And at the end of the day, I think our souls know that that is true. Well, and I'm a little weary of the mom and wine kind of thing. It's like the only way we could deal with motherhood is through alcohol. You know, maybe some days that's true, but you know, it's it's better than that. And I want to tell the moms, it's better than that. Also, you're scrolling Instagram and it seems like the motherhood quotes are always about how bad it is or how hard it is. Or worse, you feel like your feed is full of all the perfect moms with the gorgeous clean houses and perfectly portioned packed lunches. Oh, it's really exhausting, isn't it, Julie? And I'm not even in your place, but I just want to encourage moms. It doesn't have to be either one of those. It doesn't have to be every day the most challenging thing you ever did or perfectly done with even the, like you said, perfect lunches with the little, you know, sandwiches cut out and all of that. Heaven forbid, who has time for that? (laughs) Some people. Some Some people Some of my friends. Bless them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The truth is, is that motherhood is literally a privilege that we get to help shape a little person's life, their views, their perspectives, their beliefs, their truths. And that's something that we really shouldn't take for granted or take lightly. No, we shouldn't. And, you know, we have lots of jobs and things that we do in life, whether you're on a career path or you're you're working somewhere in retail or whatever you're doing. You have a job there. You have a job at home. Actually, women have jobs absolutely everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would really want to encourage you to say this is probably the most amazing mm-hmm. job in my life and the results are significant. The outcome of this little human that I'm raising can be impactful in the world uh, around us. And, you know, I don't want to scare you with that one. I want to encourage you <laughs> mm-hmm. that you could do it. And But it is a very important one. It's funny, you have written here that, you know, helping to raise a good tiny human is part of having a positive effect on the future. And I know even before we talked about having a second baby, I had some fear of like, this world has gone mad (laughs) and why would I want to bring another person in it? And I do feel like there was kind of this trending meme that was going around encouraging moms of the exact opposite of that sentiment that we were feeling and that we were born for such a time as this. Our kids were born for such a time as this. And our person or persons that we are producing right now in this day and age is what we get to kind of put good into the world. And that can be scary, but it also can be really inspiring. Well, and Julie, you know I am a student of history. Hmm. You know, you know I am not. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> but if you look back hmm. at really difficult historical times hmm. and you find the people who stepped up 
and stood for justice and righteousness and compassion and literally saved other people. It was very often because they were raised in a culture, in a family with a mother and father that taught them that. So you don't know what your child is going to do one day and you may rewrite history, today's history, in 20 years, 30 years, 40 years from now because of raising your child. I think something else to keep in mind here is maybe somebody is a little overwhelmed with these ideas is that it really is not all on you. I mean, you are part of a larger team, a network, whether that's, you know, you and your immediate family, if that includes a spouse or not, or close friends or, you know, wider family or team, you know, coaches, all the people. And ultimately God is in control of how your kiddo turns out when, when we're trusting him and walking with him and just seeking to be faithful, knowing that we're still going to jack it up a lot along the way, literally it's all going to be okay. It is. It really is. And I can tell you from experience, because my daughters are grown now and we had some pretty serious bumps. And I remember one time with my youngest where she was 13, 14, and it was, we call those the dark years, 14, 15, (laughs) they were the dark years. Um, But I remember another mom looking at me saying, Chelsea is not a grandchild of God's. Mm that she is his child. So you don't have to be between God and her, Mm -hmm. just ask that he intervene in her life. And we did, it took a few years, okay? But you know, my reliance on him helped ease some of the Mm -hmm. pressure that I felt as a mom that everything landed on me. I know that one of the hardest parts of being a mom is that kind of pressure of it is all on me. I have to do it right. Um, I'm failing. I mean, I think that's the, the prevailing thought in most of our minds. But when we share that load, when we when we choose to share the load, whether that's being open and honest with somebody saying, hey, this is where I'm struggling or this is where I'm weak. How can you balance me out? Whether that is your, you know, co co-momming friends or your spouse or a trusted therapist who can help you through those harder moments, it's it's okay to bring others in. And that adds richness to your child's life because they get to see other people and how other people handle things. Gosh, how much I need that because I'm a little bit psychotic at times <laughs> and I need somebody to be like, that's not the best way to do that. But look, here's another way. <laughs> Julie, you're not alone. I remember days I thought I have lost my ever-loving mind. I am not a normal human mm-hmm. right now. And the other thing in that, too, is that your kids need to hear something from someone else Mm -hmm. because they're not always going to listen to you. Mm -hmm. They're not always going to hear what you say because you're your mom. Mm -hmm. And so interjecting other people in their lives helps you out and helps them hear things they may not hear if you say them. I mean, if there's one sentence I need to hear and say to myself and at times need to hear someone else say to me is that I don't have to do everything right. Like it's genuinely impossible and the pressure needs to be off. It's true, Julie, you don't. And in addition to that, you need to remember you are the right person for this job with your child. It's no mistake that you're together. It's no accident that you are the personality that is there to raise the personality mm-hmm. of your child or children, mm-hmm. even if they're entirely different. Mm-hmm. And, and likely they are, right? <laughs> yes, they Do are. Do you know anyone that has kids who seem pretty similar? No, okay. no. Well, even, I mean, my great grandma had 12 and, you know, I looked at them as they were adults because I grew up in the, around them, but 
Not a one of them was alike in 12 different personalities. So I don't think they ever come alike. That's true. As I think of my sisters, we're all, of course, we have some similarities between us, but we're all very different. True. I think another thing about motherhood is something we talk about here on the show a lot is that a woman's life goes through a ton of different seasons and it's the same with mothering. Our kids go through season after season after season and we're right there along the way learning as we go and you know right when we think we have something figured out they change and we're into something new (laughs) and we got to figure it out again but that's part of the excitement of it. It's true it's full of adventures you know different seasons different adventures and I would encourage moms to enjoy the adventures Mm. see the world through your kids eyes. Mm You probably have not looked at bugs in the same way that a toddler does in years. Mm -hmm. And you probably not delighted in Christmas like your Mm -hmm. (laughs) five-year-old. And, you know, honestly, you get an opportunity. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a Mm do-over to enjoy life from a child's perspective. For sure. As much as we get the do-over, you know, of experiencing all these things again, there's also, you know, the gift of being able to recreate the best parts of our experience, but also, Donnie and I talk about this a lot, break the chains of the things that we wish were different in our own upbringings. Like that's part of our opportunity and that's exciting. Oh, Julie, I love that. It's so true. You create your own dynamic in your house and you create your own traditions. Mm -hmm. And doing that gives your children a different experience than you had. For sure. I know as a mom, one thing that you get uh, to do a lot is use the word no. No, you can't. No, don't touch that. No, don't do that. No, you can't go to that place. No, you can't be around that friend. No means no. I'm not explaining why. (laughs) (laughs) No means just leave me alone right now. But we need to remember that no needs to be addressed to destructive or disciplinary things, but not to everything in life. Because you want to say yes to opportunities, yes to things that won't hurt them, yes to things that you may not want to do, but your kid wants to go do some sport or go do some artistic thing or whatever, you need to be able to say yes, or an adventure with another friend. You need to be able and willing to say yes. Have you seen that movie, Yes Day? Yes. Yeah. I can't believe I just said yes. (laughs) Well, I mean, it would have been weird if you didn't. Yeah, I'm not Um, sure I was all about the car wash in the car, but you know. I mean, I was not all about most of it, but (laughs) the idea of like once in a while, just kind of going against that gut instinct or what feels easier to embrace, like we were saying before, almost a new adventure or just an opportunity that maybe feels scary or inconvenient. I think that's the biggest one. And seeing what we're all gonna learn from the opportunity. Oh, it's so true. And I think there's kind of a difference between genders in your kids. Boys tend to be a little bit, I mean, by nature, they're kind of destructive. That sounds really negative, but it's not. (laughs) They like to blow things up. Um, And they like to do daring things. And it's, you know, you need to give them some latitude to do that. You need to give them some opportunities to create science projects that could go awry. I mean, I haven't raised a girl yet, but I'm going to talk like I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I mean, we, we talk a lot here at Grit and Grace about wanting to raise confident, you know, courageous women. And that comes from 
you know, being sensitive to what might invoke fear or the fears that we have and not subconsciously reproducing those in our daughter because we're living that out in front of them. It's so true. I think you can sit back as a mom and visualize all the horrible things that can happen to your little girl. And we're probably a little more fearful of that than our boys to Mm -hmm. a real degree, but we don't want them to know that or feel that because we want them to be confident and feel like they're going to be okay in this world. Now they need to be smart Mm -hmm. and you need to help them with the wise side of it, but they're going to be okay. And if you treat them like they are, then some of that fear won't go into their life with them. For sure. I think one of the most exciting parts of mothering is seeing your child do something for the first time or develop a skill that they didn't think they could have or is something that you don't have. I mean, there's nothing more rewarding than seeing your kid do something for the first time or improve at something. Lincoln's been struggling with math lately and I'm like, I don't know, bro, it's second grade. I lost you in <laughs> kindergarten. Yikes. It's really unfortunate, but true. And Donnie sat him down and they were trying to figure it out because they do it different than we did. That's the problem. Uh, they do, so I, yeah. I genuinely don't know how to do it. I wouldn't know either. And, and I'm not patient. It's mm-hmm. very unfortunate. But Donnie is, and he's actually pretty smart. And so they were talking about it. And then Lincoln came home the, the next couple of days and he's like, I, I did better in math and I understood it and I could explain how it did. And I'm like, good, because I, I wasn't going to be able to help you. But he was so excited. His eyes were all lit up and it's like, Yes, you can do hard things even if I can't help you do them. (laughs) Yes, and every layer of confidence Mm. helps them tackle Mm -hmm. the next thing. So that's great. And the other thing we have to be careful about is don't just put them in what you're comfortable with or are your talents or gifts. You need to explore. Like Julie said earlier, every kid is different, Mm -hmm. so they're going to want to be involved in different things. Mm -hmm. I mean, we we were more in the arts, and I I didn't really put the girls in sports, but I did gymnastics because I thought that's that's kind of okay, <laughs> just to find out if they had an inclination toward that mm-hmm. because I wouldn't have ever done it, but maybe it was something they needed to do. There's something so special and unique about the love that you have for your child and between your child. I mentioned already that we had an atrocious experience last night and Lincoln went to bed and it was one of those oh thank god he's in bed and then he got up of course because why why would he go right to sleep on a night like that no he came back out and um so on the second being delivered to bed he you know had a moment of like his eyes lit up and he was talking about how he could have or should have prayed about whatever he was feeling and I'm just like, my heart is bursting. I'm like, oh, I love him so much. I love him so much in this moment. A minute ago, I was so annoyed with him that he's back up. But I'm so in love with this tiny human that I get to be a part of both the exasperating moments, but the breakthrough moments as well. Yeah. And I think, Julie, what you just talked about is real life. Mm-hmm. Because there are times we can look at our child and say, I cannot stand you right now. You are driving me out of my ever loving mind and you need to quit acting that way. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. But it takes about a minute and a half Mm -hmm. for you to realize how desperately in love you are with them and Mm -hmm. them with you too. Mm -hmm. Because you're, you're the mom. You're the one that they will always go to at different points in their life. So, you know, they love you just as much and actually with with an innocence often mm-hmm. that we don't give to them. Yeah, I think about how many times I have to ask forgiveness 
of my little boy and how quick he is to give it when I'm like, I want to hold it back. Like, but, but do you understand what you did wrong? Are we clear? You're never doing that again. Although like, really did I ever expect him to not repeat a mistake? I seem to do it in all of the ways. And so it's sweet to see how quickly they want to, you know, forgive, love, restore. And that's part of that special bond we share. Yeah. And I think this will come as surprise as a surprise to a lot of moms who have littles you know then they generally want to be with you. But I'm telling you, they still want to be with you when they're teens. Mm -hmm. They want to be with you in middle school. They want to be with you even when they're in college, at least occasionally. (laughs) And then they usually come back when they're all grown up. Mm -hmm. But, you know, your kids want to be in your life and they want you in theirs. So don't let the, especially middle school, teenage, nonchalance, mom, you're bugging me thing take hold in your mind because, and there've been studies, I'm not just making this up. There've been studies that teens go, yeah, I like being with my parents. I like being with my mom and they won't always show it, but they really do ladies. They really do. I feel like Dar, I tried to like give a supporting point there, but of course I've got nothing to offer on raising teens, but I do know that there's a really good book out there that could maybe be helpful to a mom who's raising maybe specifically girls that are teens it's called raising great girls we'll put it in the show notes it's by the one and only darlene brock oh you're right i felt like there needed to be a plug somewhere in this episode well thank you julie (laughs) appreciate it you know the thing that i again i have adult daughters now and one thing i can tell you is that there is no relationship as rich as that with your adult children Mm -hmm. you know it's not perfect you're not perfect they're not perfect Mm -hmm. And you're not all, it's not like you go, now we're best friends. We're dearest, dearest friends, but we're still mother, daughter, and there's nothing like it. There is nothing like a strong relationship between you and your grown child Mm -hmm. and what they bring to your life and what you bring to theirs. And besides the fact, you know, I did write this in the book, there's nobody that's going to wipe the drool off your face (laughs) except your children. So... (laughs) You know, when you get old, they're the ones that are going to be there. They're the ones that are going to help you in your senior years if you need help. And it's worth investing in, not just selfishly, but because there's just something amazingly special about that relationship when they're grown up and you see what they bring to life, not just yours, but to life. Mm -hmm. Totally. I I will be honest and say, I hear you talk about that. And I'm like, oh, I want to look forward to that. But I'm still very much in the trenches of what seems like, you know, those never ending hard days. But I know I've really been asking God to help me lately to really soak in the season that I'm in, especially as I'm thinking of Lincoln's, you know, about to not be the only child anymore. And I want to kind of enjoy these moments where it's just us before the baby comes. And that's, I guess that's what we want you to kind of think about for all of this conversation of not just getting, you know, bogged down by the hard parts or the challenges, the fear, the worry, the failure, the struggle, but instead to look for the joy that is, you know, a part of every single thing we do as moms. Yeah. And we already talked a little bit about the social media side, I believe. And one thing that I, I really want to encourage all moms to do is shut it off. Just shut it off because whether it's the challenges that everyone talks about and how difficult they are or the perfection, you don't need the input because you just need to wake up every single day and face the day ahead of you with your child. 
I know there's a new article that just came out recently at Grit and Grace by our editor, Ashley Johnson. It's about how, yes, our kids disrupt our lives, but it's totally worth it. I'll make sure we link to it in the show notes. It's kind of the opposite of, like we said, we see all these, woe is me, momming is hard. But instead, it's, you know, a real life example of finding the the positive little gems in every single part of our motherhood journey. So I definitely want to encourage you to click on that and read that. I think if you take the time to look at the enjoyable parts, I mean, toddlers, yes, they can make a mess, but boy, they can make you laugh. (laughs) They do the funniest, silliest, just most ridiculous things. So, you know, I say turn off the TV and get your entertainment from your toddler for a (laughs) while because it will delight that little human as much as it delights you. I mean, there's nothing that makes you more proud than your kiddo. Like like I said, when they learn new things or just seeing them grow or develop or, you know, get hurt and get back up or share with a friend or, you know, say a sweet, kind word. Those are the moments that really stick with us and remind us that we are doing a good job because ugh, how much we need to hear that, yes, you are doing a good job and you can see it in that tiny little human's actions. Well, and we started this saying that you are investing in the future of a little human and a human that could do something significant in the future. But to do that, there's just a few rules or not even rules, but things that I think moms need to focus on that aren't big, heavy do's and don'ts, but they're more attitudes and ways you lead your life. The first one is lead with compassion. Mm -hmm. In everything you do toward everyone you encounter, show kindness, common courtesy, empathy, display it to your children Mm -hmm. and for your children. Yes, I mean, the biggest way they're going to learn is how we model. And that can be really frightening, but it also can be really encouraging. So just those little moments where they see you do something and then turn around and do it on a smaller scale, that means you're doing it right. Then offer grace. That requires humility on your part, understanding of other people on your part, and being able to offer it to yourself, moms, Mm -hmm. as well as to your kids and those around you. I guess I also want to remind us that we can be, and we are, and we should walk with the strength that we have and encourage our kids to find their own strength. We remind them they can be brave, they are strong, they can, you know, push forward. Even when they make a mistake or they fail or they don't do well, they can keep going. They don't have to give up. And that's something we can show them through our actions and then encourage them with our words. The last one is that I think as mothers, we need to love truth. Hmm. We need to live in truth. We need to display truth. We need to walk in truth and we need to share truth integrity, honesty, the good qualities that surround truth and our faith, of course, in life to our kids again and to others as well. Because as Julie just said, examples, us being an example is the most important part of how we raise our kids. If you take nothing else away from this episode, I hope that you'll be reminded that the job that you've been assigned to however many little ones are in your home today or that you hope to have one day, just know that you have what it takes and that you're going to fall short 
in areas, but it's not just on you. I think that's one of my favorite things that we talked about in this episode, that it's not on you. You do have the privilege of being such a huge part of shepherding their little heart into the future impact that God has in mind for them. And so be encouraged that you're going to get them there and enjoy today wherever you might be in your mothering journey. I think Psalm 127.3 reminds us of exactly what Julie said. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, something of value and worth and of amazing opportunities that every single mother has. Thank you for joining us for another episode of This Grit and Grace Life. Go hug your kiddos extra tight today. You got this, mama. Friend, if you're struggling with some area of your faith and you're feeling downright battered, be sure you're here with us next week. We'll be talking all about how you can find hope even in those hard times. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of This Grit and Grace Life. Make sure you've subscribed and rated and reviewed the show so more friends can find us. You can also share about this episode on your social media or send it to a friend you think it could help. You can find everything we talked about in this episode on our website, gritandgracelife.com, where you'll also find plenty of other articles from other women answering questions you may have.